0: Yeah, at least it wasn't a song. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah, happy birthday, Jeffrey. Yeah. I'm a hot mess. My word. Hey Amen. It's good to be with you guys today. This is, I've been kissed by the sun. This is real, not tanning bed, you guys. So, amen. It was good to to be away, but it's always good to come home. And uh, I was telling someone this morning, you recognize the omnipresence of God when you go to beautiful places, but there's something about the manifest presence that's here that is so unique and uh, it's a beautiful, I don't understand, (laughs) but there's something about the Lord really likes it here. Right, right, on this space. And I, I don't get it, man. I, I can be gazing at beautiful oceans, and I long to be with his manifest presence here. It's, don't get me wrong, I love getting away, but there's just something unique he's doing here, and I can't, I can't fully put it into words. Uh, and in the strangest place, uh, you know, in the culture, everything, that's all around, we are a greenhouse of the presence of the Lord. And uh, it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And uh, we will not let culture get its grip in this place. Um, we will be gripped by the very presence of God. And so uh, we're just reminded every time we worship him of his goodness. Um, Jeff's birthday, I just have to say something nice about him. And he leaves the room, dude. He always goes to the bathroom, right? When I start to preach. Oh, well. I'll tell you guys anyway. I, uh, this church would not be where it's at without Jeff's leadership. Honestly, his leadership and worship is uh, incredible, and we would not be where we where we at. God has used him in incredible ways to unlock a lot of a lot of hearts and people, and so I just bless him as a man of God and co laborer. And he just missed it. <laughs> I tell him. I tell him. Um. I want to I, I want to hit on the prophetic um, over the next few weeks, um, just because I feel like the Lord wants wants to unlock the prophetic at new levels. But I want to teach a little bit of, uh, just on the gifts for one week, just to give people faith for uh, what what that looks like and. and and where you fit in all of that. And we have such a new dynamic of a lot of different people. So some of you guys haven't heard these these teachings that I would call like core teachings of of our revived culture. Jeff, I just said some really nice things about you, but you're going to the bed. It's okay. all will again. They're on my heart, so they're easy to say again. Okay. So um but so I really want to, I want to hit on the prophetic, but I want to hit on giftings because if you don't think you you qualify, or if you think it's, this is for someone else and not you, or if there's some confusion with gifts, um, and whenever you deal with gifts, you deal with um, what's real and accurate and what is, uh, you know, false. And so um, but, what a lot of the church has done with the gifts is actually pushed them away because of the fear um, because they 've seen them displayed wrongly or whatever. but the gifts are 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 just that they 're god 's gifts to the body of Christ, and so um, we need to know them, be aware of them scripturally and um, you guys everyone in here needs needs to know the Word of God really, really well, and, and we need to understand god 's narrative and his storyline. Um, because you're going to keep hearing wacky stuff. Like, just get used to it. And you're going to hear wacky stuff within the body of Christ sometimes, and you have to discern what's the Lord and what's not, what's Scripture what's not. Um, And so it seems like there's a heightened awareness on people of, like, to be on guard. And that's not all bad, but it's not all good either, because you can be scared and fearful rather than, like, Am I going to get tricked or deceived into something? Not if you know Jesus and not if you know the word. If you don't know the word, yeah, you probably will be tricked into something. Like it's the truth. So let let everything draw you back to the word. At the same time, God will um, rattle your mind to get to your heart. And so you, like, he's done this to me over and over and over and over again. I thought I knew something, and so my heart had a lock on it to receive from the Lord. And so a lot of times what you know about Scripture, because it hasn't been hit um, the full revelation of your heart, you think you know it, but you haven't encountered him or experienced him, so you think everything that doesn't look like what you know is false. And that's not true. And so... uh, I'm going to put on the teacher hat a little bit today, and um, so just bear with me. Some of you maybe have heard this before, but I'm going to just talk about God's plan to equip his church. I'm going to talk about the Father's gifting, um, the the Holy Spirit gifting, and Jesus' gifting. This is, like, really good. <laughs> like, seriously, this is one of my, I'm like, wow, this is really good. Um, it's it's. It's the word, and it helps explain things and gives you a palette to be like, I can do this. I can prophesy. I can be, be operating the gifts. I can be operating the fruits. Th- these are for me. They're not for someone else. And, and so anyway, so I'm going to cram a whole bunch uh, down your throat, and then we're going to pray for people. Amen. Okay, so let's, let's just get going. Uh, Hebrews chapter 13, verses 20 and 21 tells us, I'm going to be all over the place, so maybe just believe I'm actually reading the Bible. Um, you, can, you can look it up if you want. Hebrews 13, 20, 21. Now, may the God of peace who brought up from the dead the great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the eternal covenant, that is, Jesus our Lord, equip you in every good thing to do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Um, God wants us fully equipped. You're going to hear that theme over and over and over again, like the equipping of the saints. And so um, God has not left us without giftings. Um, Belief belief is something you're going to need to unlock giftings in your life. Belief is something that activates faith and grabs hold of what God has already paid for. What, what are the works of God? Did Jesus, you know, in the Gospel of John, what are the works of God that we have to do? And Jesus said, believe. Believe in me. Okay, and so um, you have to believe it's God's desire to equip you um, and place ministry in the hands of ordinary people. Like, this is not for the super elite um, the Catholic Church only called a few people saints. The Gospel of Jesus Christ calls all believers saints. Yes. So like it or not, you're qualified through the blood of Jesus Christ. Only through the blood are we qualified. But through the blood we're qualified and he calls us saints. Paul's letters to some pretty messed up churches were to the saints. Yes. And so it's, it's like your, your name has been changed from sinner to saint because now you have something to live up to. If you just go by, well, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. That's the allotment of faith that will get you. It'll get you into the kingdom, but it won't get the kingdom in you. And the idea is not just to get you into something. It's to cram heaven into you. You're now the holy of holies that he chooses. And so uh, we're all called. We're all invited. We all get a play. Everyone gets to participate. It's the, I. I, am, I, ha- I have a different gift set than, than my neighbor just as you have a different gift set than your neighbor but it doesn't make it a better gift set yes. yeah. God, God ha- will use anybody it doesn't matter what your occupation is you could operate in the gift of healing and be a plumber yes. it doesn't matter you don't have to be a pastor you, you could have, be the most prophetic person in the room and you're an attorney yes. it doesn't matter hear me okay so our father designed us in such a way that his fullness will not come apart from unity he made us to be um fully dependent on him and interdependent with one another it's just the way it's designed um there is no such thing as an isolated christian and there's no such thing as a christian who doesn't belong to the body of christ if that's you you're off If that was me, I'd be off. You have to be connected to his body. His body is one, unified, moving, in motion, connected to the person of Jesus Christ. You are part of the body. If you're not part of the body, you're neglecting what God's called you to do. And so um, the reason is not just for your good, it's for the good of the body. Because God wants wants us strong. And so much of our growth and maturity will come within fellowship of a Christ-centered community that believes in the power of the Holy Spirit and is locked in and anchored in the Word of God. And so we need everyone's gift in operation so we can be fully equipped to do what he's called us to do. So everyone needs to learn and practice how to use your gift. The, on, the only way you learn how to, how to do something is by stepping out in faith um, and stepping over the chicken line and trying. There's only one way you learn how to ride a bike. You get on and you begin to ride. This is the safest place to explore giftings. But you have to learn how to. We have to we're going to talk about the prophetic, how you receive and how you don't have to receive. Because sometimes you get garbage delivered and so and so but if you don't know that that's true and you're like well i feel like if i speak prophetic i have to speak 100% accurate no one speaks 100% accurate we 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 have we prophesy in part and so we'll we'll get into some of that um but we're going to i'm going to break down these three different sets of gifts the first the first type of gifts We'll call motivational gifts. How many are familiar with that term, motivational gift? And so um, a motivational gift, a simple explanation is these are gifts from the Father. And I'll read, read some scripture to back this up. Gifts from the Father that every single person has on the planet, whether you're saved or not. So the gifts of the Father are for everyone. You, that's why you'll see amazing, talented people out in the world that don't have anything to do with Jesus Christ, but they're really good at what they do. It's still the Father. It's still the Father. So it's, it's his design that he put in them. It's actually put in them to be a representation of himself. And it's meant to be surrendered to the lordship of Jesus Christ. But every single person has a gift that's alive today. You could be crippled and in a wheelchair and you have the Father's gifting in you. doesn't matter. So it's, it's universal. James 1.17 tells us every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there's no variation or shifting shadow. So if it's good and it's on this earth, it's from God. Amen. Isn't that kind of, that, this is going to help make some sense. Like, how are people so good at things? Like, why is heavy metal or whatever genre of music, they have nothing to do with Jesus, but they're incredibly talented, like incredibly, that was meant to actually serve the Lord, but you still see the Father's gifting in their life. Um, so everyone has these motivational gifts. Um, they're, the, they're the inner motivation that motivates you to do what you enjoy doing. Um, they reveal the thumbprint of God on your life. They are um, We're made in the image of God. But my argument, and I think it's a really good biblical one, is you're, you have to be born again to actually come into the image of God. Because it, you could say everyone on the world, is their purpose is to be made in the image of God. But until you're born again with his spirit in you, you're not in his image. You're meant to, you're to, he, he laid it down for you. But I can't say someone who rejects God and does everything, they're not living out in the image of God. God looks nothing like that. It's only the image, his image released through you when, he's, when he dwells in you. And so um, sin has broken the perfect image, but it doesn't neglect um, the handiwork that God's put in people. I think prophetic, prophetic 101 is seeing these qualities in people way before they're a Christian and really pointing them out and telling people their design of what they're made to do. Like we see like, oh, wow, this is, this is in you. And prophecy, we'll look at this in the next few weeks, can unlock that to see Jesus. And so um, motivational gifts obviously motivate you to do certain things. For example, like one is driven to teach. Um, it, we have incredible teachers, saved or not. Yeah. We could say some of the best, best teachers I had growing up, they didn't know the Lord, but they had the Father's gifting. Um, you can look at athletes, businessmen, um, all these individuals. They may not be following Christ. They're not saved from their sin, yet they're just really good at what they do. And even that brings glory to God in some element. Not his full glory. Romans speaks of these gifts. Romans 12, 3 through 8. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not have all the same function, So, in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage, then give encouragement. If it's giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. So, God the Father has given an element of faith, a portion of faith to everyone. Everyone gets a gift from the Father. You can use it to either glorify yourself or you can use it to glorify Jesus Christ. Everything's meant to be meant to bring Him glory. Um, but the gifts are incredible before the Holy Spirit comes into your life. How much more when you lay them on the altar and actually surrender them to the Lord, Lordship of Jesus Christ they they don't carry eternal significance until you lay them down on the altar and say i recognize this gifting is from you and you come into salvation through repentance in Jesus Christ and so when when christ when christ comes in if you can picture you're holding your gift all to yourself and so you're getting all of the glory, all the attraction comes to you. When you, come, when you come to Jesus Christ, picture yourself going to the altar and now you're laying yourself and the gift on the altar and surrendering it to the Lord. Now the very thing that you were using to bring glory to yourself can now be repurposed and correctly purposed to bring glory to Jesus. And now the very thing you were gifted with can come under the anointing and point people to Jesus. Isn't that incredible? Like, You ever look at people and go, man, they'd be an amazing Christian. Like they're nicer than anyone I know at my church. (laughs) Like they like have seriously, have you ever met like they're a different faith or whatever, and you're like, man, you'd make an incredible, you'd be a better Christian than most of my friends. But like, until it, but it's not by works, it's by faith. And so until it comes under the Lordship of Jesus Christ, so a businessman can make he could be entirely successful, all this money could come in. But when he lays it down at the altar, it doesn't take away from this success that the Lord wanted to give him. He just wanted it rightly distributed. He wanted, he wanted to get all the glory because that was his anointing and he wanted it to come under his anointing. Does that, does that make sense? And so if you're not using your motivational gift or what motivates you in your career, you're probably miserable at your job. Because you're stuck in a thing where you can make money but you're not motivated in that you feel like God's maybe calling you into something something different um, and you want to, you want to really be used in that in that fashion and so um in Christ the it moves so before Christ the gift is the primary purpose of your life you know I used to be in banking and they would teach you how to do these 30 second commercials anybody else get stuck in any of these traps. Uh, and they teach you how to do a 30 second commercial. If you were in the elevator for 30 seconds, how would you represent the bank? How would you sell them the next product? All, all, of, all of this stuff. And so, you know, you had to know how to, how to do, do all that stuff. I was never really good at 30 second commercials. Um, but if you think of that, you're getting all the glory and that's your primary purpose. When Christ comes into the picture, now the motivational gift is no longer your primary purpose. It becomes the secondary purpose as Christ becomes the primary purpose. So everyone out there without Christ, their their motivation is their God. See, tons of successful people, it doesn't matter, you could, you know, and that's their purpose. But when Christ comes in, he tells everyone, change your purpose. Amen? Okay. Everybody's got it? And so the gift becomes secondary. Pre-salvation, many falsely assume they're going to find joy, they're going to find peace by by fulfilling this motivation within them. We know it's only in Christ you're actually going to get those things. And so um, everything else was meant to bow at his feet. And so uh, hear me on this a couple times I'm going to say it. Gifts have nothing to do with God's approval. If so, then we would look at most of the nations to be incredibly cursed. Because they don't have food. They don't have, you see what I'm saying? That that is not a a qualifying seal of God's approval. Success is not a qualifying seal. Um, stamp of God's approval. Hear me. That's a lie. That's not true. It's not that God doesn't want to bless his children. It's not that he doesn't want to take care of their needs according to his glorious riches. We know the scripture, but it is not a seal of God's approval in any way. Amen? If so, like, the Bible was written by martyrs. Every one of them killed for their faith. And they were the bl- most blessed. Just, just hear me on that. So, don't look at someone else and go, "Man, they're successful in this, this." They have the perfect marriage. They've all this. They must be in God's approval. Not necessarily, maybe, but not. But, but that's not the qualifying mark. Um, you're going to be most satisfied in your job, home, church when you're able to live out these motivational gifts that God's given you. Like I was a mortician. I'm just going to give you my resume really quick. I managed gas stations with stores. I was in banking. I could do all of those things and make a good, good living, all that. But I wasn't motivated. Like, I didn't feel like I was fulfilling my calling. When I became a youth pastor and made no money and we wondered how I w- we were going to survive as a family... That's when I felt I found my purpose. I don't care how much I make. I don't, it doesn't matter anymore. And so that longing, that longing being expressed under the anointing of Jesus is worth more than money. It's worth more than anything else on the planet to do what God's called you to do. Um, serving outside. How many have recognized serving outside of your motivational gift like leads to burnout? It just does. It's like, Yeah. The next set of gifts are the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So the first set's from the Father; they're universal, they're to everyone, they're meant to draw people to Jesus, um, and and we see that. But the next set of gifts are the gifts of the Holy Spirit, or um, a more clearer and biblical way to look at them would be the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. And so, um, if you were going to take a spiritual gifts test, you could take a spiritual gifts test. And the um, the motivational gifts would come up. It'd be a clear indication. Oh, I like doing this, this, this. That would be that would be okay to take a spiritual. Even though I hate those things, it'd uh, be okay to take a spiritual gifts test on that. On the spirit, Holy Spirit manifestations, it would not be okay for you to take a spiritual gifts test on that because it has nothing to do with you and everything to do with the Holy Spirit. So let me let me explain. Um, so 1 Corinthians 12, um, there's been more incorrect teaching, I feel, around this subject than, than maybe anything else. Uh, more people get hot and bothered out of 1 Corinthians 12 and 14 because it talks about prophecy and tongues and just the whole nine yards. Um, because part of the argument is, well, Corinth was a messed up church. It was. It was a, Corinth was a hot mess. But Paul, in the middle of that hot mess, used this, this church who had incredible gifting with no maturity and he taught the best teaching on spiritual on the manifestations of the Holy Spirit in the Bible are, are in 1 Corinthians 12 and 1 Corinthians 14. Like, like they're incredible but if you look at it like your gift set um, it's just the wrong way to look at it and that's how I always looked at it growing up. It's like do you have these gifts? The question is do you have the Holy Spirit? And if you have the Holy Spirit, you have access to every single one of these gifts. Everybody. Everybody. This isn't for the preacher. The te- This is for every single person who has the Holy Spirit living within them can operate in any manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Any. Especially the ones you don't like. So we've made it confusing. It's really not that confusing. Let let me just read. Uh, I'm just reading a chunk of it, trying to keep it in context because I can't read the whole thing right now. But 1 Corinthians 12, 7 through 11. This is from the New King James Version. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Just think of that verse right there. The manifestation of the Holy Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Everyone gets to play. These are fun. These are exciting. They can get wacky. We know that, but but don't let don't let some's, um, some people's uh, I guess overemphasis take away from God's emphasis. Um, don't let. Some people's underemphasis take away from God's emphasis. Look how, how he emphasizes. Uh, verse 8, 1 Corinthians 12, 8. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues, but one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills. So these are not your gifts. these are the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. These are nine highlighted. Are these the only way the Holy Spirit like manifests? No. No, but they, they are a really you could almost put everything underneath the the nine different things but um there's there's so many things that that he does um these are these unlike the father's giftings who's for everybody it's universal these gifts are operating in the life not of the unbeliever but of the believer so these are not for the unbeliever these are the believers. um i don't have time to get into it i say that a lot don't i i i don't have time to get into it but the enemy has his own gift sets that are demonically influenced and they actually try to counterfeit each and every single one of these gifts. And so some people, because of that, get nervous and go, well, I'm just going to stay away from all the gifts because I don't want to be in this mess. But that's not God's will for your life. You're not to be led by fear in any way. You're supposed to have discernment and to be able to have the discerning of spirits to recognize that's the Lord, that's not. And sometimes they look the same. So you have to be in partnership with the Holy Spirit and also not just gauged by a manifestation, but by the fruit of the individual's life. And so um, the Spirit of God gives these gifts to believers as they're needed. These manifestations are not permanent endowments. They're power gifts given to fully equip the body of Christ. Um, it, when, when you're on ministry team or, or you're praying at home with somebody, family, whatever, you're probably using a minimum of four of these gifts in one ministry session. You're, you're, you're asking for discernment as you pray because people say they want prayer for something, but that's really not always the reason. You're asking for the discerning of spirits. You're asking for a word of knowledge to to help move things forward. You're asking for wisdom. You're you're asking for healing to be released. You're speaking prophetically over their life. You're praying in the spirit, listening to the Lord, and then you're you're helping even discern what what that is. And so when you're operating in the gifts, like you're using them all of the time. Um, And so... We, we, we want to be trained in them. We want to grow in them. We want to be aware of what they are. And we have to have an environment and a culture that actually says, hey, we want you to step out and try. If you're going to fall down, this is the safest place. And so because we have that kind of culture, once in a while we get a mess. I would much rather have a mess than have a stale group of people who won't step out in faith and look scared to death to even put their hands in the air. I would I would much rather I would much rather have a mess to clean up than no mess at all and everything's perfectly and stale. Praise God. Okay. So the Holy Spirit possesses all. This teaching radically changed my life. It, it radically because I'm like, wow, if this is really about the Holy Spirit, not about me, and I just yield to His leadership and His His perfect lordship in my life, then He could use me. And if this is for everybody, and everybody can be used, it just awakens something in you to be like, man, I can really be used. Every, you know, every. Gift comes back to listening, hearing the Lord, and and releasing what he's saying and doing. And so the Holy Spirit possesses all the gifts, and the goal of the believer is to be possessed by the Holy Spirit. That's the goal, to be consumed. Your body was meant for the lordship of Jesus Christ. The altar of your heart was meant to be burning eternally. You were born again to have fire put in you and to know him and to set with him and to live from the place of the Father's bosom and release that unto life. So every everything comes from his voice. And so um, the Holy Spirit could manifest any gift through you at any time, but it will require your faith. Every one of them. Um, We're called to eagerly desire the gifts people say well just just seek his face there's there's some tr- there's some truth to that but there's also some like i think you're supposed to seek his hand and his face yeah. i don't see the scripture really separating them he's not a handless you know it's not a hand floating around and he's not a face floating he 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 is the an embodiment jesus christ and so we seek everything that he has for us and so we're actually told 1 Corinthians 12.31, earnestly desire the best gifts. Earnestly desire. That word, earnestly desire, means zealously pursue. Hotly go after this. Why? Because it's not for you. It's it's for you so you can be the vessel that he pours through and blesses other people. Paul emphasizes this, says it again in 1 Corinthians 14.1. Pursue love And desire spiritual gifts. Same word, desire, earnestly pursue, zealously go after. You're supposed to pursue the gifts. You're not supposed to pursue them more than you pursue God, but you're not to neglect them because it's how God moves forward the church. Otherwise, if you're not reliant on the gifts of the Holy Spirit, you're reliant on your own gift set. And so it's, it's one or the other. Um, most, if you wait till you know what you're doing, you'll never do anything. If you wait till you have perfect clarity, you'll never do anything. I have found, I usually have no clue what I'm doing. I'm just gonna go ahead and put it out there. I don't know what I'm gonna say. I don't know what I'm gonna pray. I You know, you get weird pictures for people and you're like, well, I'm going to put this out there and see if it's received. Sometimes it's the Lord. Sometimes it's not. Hear me. I'm not perfect in the way that I do it. I haven't met anyone perfect yet. Sometimes it's the Lord. And what I'm saying is like, I'm not saying, well, sometimes it's demonic. I'm saying sometimes it's me coming through rather than the Holy Spirit coming through. And that's why in the new covenant, prophecy has the test of the person receiving it as well as the one giving it. And we have like some cleanup to do sometimes. But earnestly desire the gift. Step out in faith. I've, I've, I've had a lot of weird things said to me as a pastor. I'm really good at throwing them away. I really am. I'll just like that goes in the trash can. But usually I want to bless the person they gave it to me because i see their heart is pure and they're stepping out in faith and i have also received some words that have unlocked my heart and so it, we just we just want to be tender um once again the gifts of the holy spirit are also not marks of approval like sometimes we'll see people more gifted than us and um in or we see the spirit manifest in a certain way and so we feel this pressure to do that you, lose that pressure. Just be who God designed you to be. Wear the armor that he's given you and let and let him just take you one step at a time. But as you hang out with people that are operating in the gifts, like you can learn a lot. Just be humble. Um, see what the Holy Spirit's good at, not what you're good at. Wow, he's really good at touching people. He's really good at healing. And just press into those things. Eagerly desire. Isn't that a good desire? They eagerly desire the gift of healing would pour through you so that someone with stage four cancer would be instantly healed. I would say that's a pretty pure desire. Desiring so much that you could unlock someone's heart that doesn 't know the Lord and you can see them for who they really are, you should have nothing to gain from that except the joy of the Lord seeing someone turn to Christ. Um, there are also nine fruits of the Holy Spirit uh, in galatians five twenty two and twenty three These are the gifts of character and maturity the the manifestations of the of the spirit are not. Character gifts and they're not maturity gifts. So you could see someone who's really immature <laughs> carry an incredible prophetic word. That bothers us a little bit, doesn't it? Like, why doesn't, why doesn't the Lord, like, like, if I were the Lord, I'm, you know, I'm being careful here. I don't want to get, I would make the fruit be really, really big love and joy and peace and patience before i'd let anyone have a gift of discernment or the gift of prophecy or the gift of healing but that's not how he works he will take a brand new christian that just simply heard the word of the lord i've seen brand new christians straight prophesy straight like words i'm like where did you get that i i saw my son when he was like little didn't even know what he was doing he came out of a game Sam probably doesn't even remember that. I was having a bad day, head down. He came out of a game, put his hand on my shoulder, I think he was a four or five, spoke something directly from the Lord. Seriously, it hit me like that, and then he went back to his game. He didn't even know what he did. Like, it's it's not a maturing thing. However, we can grow in our understanding through just stepping out in faith and trying. And walking in accountability with people um, i don 't suggest like like this is a great place to practice, but the gifts work on the street, they work at home they they're they're meant for the edification of the church to make us strong, uh, but they 're meant to draw brand new people who don 't know Christ to the Lord and so um, Leonard Ravenhill has a wonderful teaching on the two-winged dove of how important it is to fly with both wings the nine fruits of the Spirit and the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so um, don't don't think because there's a gifting operating um, that you've reached it. Just thank God for the gift and use it for His glory. Some people have dreams like crazy. They They have dreams and visions. That's not... That's not a sign of the Lord's approval. Just, just, be happy He's speaking to you and press press into those things. Everybody, good. One last, one last one. The third set um, is the, the gifts of Jesus, and so uh, I, I love how the the Bible like splits these up. Like we know, we know the Godhead, three and one, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, um, have different roles but are in perfect unity all of the time. So I love how Scripture breaks apart, you know, the gifts of the Father, the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. And, and I'm going to talk about fivefold ministry just for a minute, because these are the gifts of Jesus. That's what Scripture calls them. So let me, let me read the passage, Ephesians 4, 7 through 13. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, when he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people, What does he ascended mean except that he also descended to the lower earthly region? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service. So that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So these are the gifts given to the body by by Jesus Christ. In the first set of gifts, everyone everyone has the Father's thumbprint. Everyone has those things that motivate him. In the second set of gifts, it's the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Every Spirit-filled believer has access to these. Um, and it... It just requires stepping out in faith. If anyone wants to grow on that journey, I actually love walking people through through that journey, Um, and just God ignites like intimacy through those things. A lot of a lot of different things can open up. So just don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to ask about them. Um, Don't be afraid to practice them. Um, I I think God has a prayer language for every single person on the planet. That's just my because I think He unlocks love. And um, it's a way to connect with the Lord. And so just don't be afraid to pursue. Earnestly desire. I just remember what, when things started opening in me personally is when I really started longing for those gifts so I could see Jesus revealed. It's in every one of our hearts. The miraculous is in every one of our hearts as a believer. Whether we act on it or not, every single one of us want to see dead people raised. It was normal for Jesus. Every single one of us want to see terminal disease completely healed through our hands. Every single one of us want to be able to discern what's true, what's not, what's God, what's not. It's in us. And the the only way they'll unlock is through fellowship. It's not through trying really hard. It's through walking with the Lord. And so um, the last set of gifts, though, the ones that Jesus loved left us are specific for church leadership. There's been lots of books written on the fivefold gifting. Um I don't like most of them. I'm just giving you my own personal opinion because they make it too worldly and not God's specific design. This these are for the church even though they can be used in areas um like like business and and different but these are actual like Callings from the Lord, um, and so uh, not everyone most most people in the in the church won 't have these five i 'm careful there's they 're specific for church leadership, and so not um, you have specific callings to your business or to those things where God has placed you. And maybe he's made you very apostolic in that area or he's made you very prophetic. But these are giftings to view um, the church through his perspective to keep us tethered to the apostolic teaching, to keep us to keep us tethered in the prophet, all, all of these things. And so is everyone okay with that? Well, like it or not, it's what it is. Okay. <laughs> and so... Uh, it it is it is what it is you don't get to choose this like God chooses some people for certain things, and that's okay, okay, and it's okay if you don't agree with my perspective <laughs> amen, okay, so um So we all have the Father's motivational gifts, the manifestation of the Spirit, but the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher are servant roles. These these are not hierarchy roles as much as they're servant roles for his church. They've been manipulated. They've been like, here, let me write this on my card, what I am. Ultimately, if you have one of these five, I think we'd be the wisest to be like the prophet John and say, I'm just a voice of one crying in the desert. I want to serve. I want to serve like Jesus. I want to be a friend of the bridegroom. I I want to weep with him. I want to mourn with him. Uh, I want to rejoice with him. You know. And so, um, we've all probably seen great leaders and horrible leaders in our day. And so, Jesus is the prime example of what it looks like. He He is all of these things. Um. These are servant leadership roles that God enables, as we read from the scripture in Ephesians, to equip the body. So the primary roles of fivefold ministry is to equip the body to fullness. It's, it's the main thing. If you remember the, the apostles when like Acts 6, I believe it is, right before the, the choosing of the choosing of the seven. There was so much going on. And they said, we're going to be devoted to the word of God and to prayer. They realized, like, their devotion ultimately was was to spend time gazing at his face and equipping the church to bring the kingdom of God. And so, um, Christ gave these gifts so that we would be fully equipped, lacking nothing. We, I don't have, I'm going to say it again. I don't have time to go into all this. But there. There are a lot of things, denominationally or non-denominationally, we have to be careful of because you can neglect the fivefold um, callings worldwide that are on people's lives. There's a serious. Everyone has the ability to, to prophesy, but not everyone has has the calling to be a prophet over God's house. Does that make sense? There's different levels that we're invited into. Um, and and so we're we're looking at, like, we have to stay connected to the body as a whole. If we were isolated and we were the only ones hearing this one message or whatever that we're releasing, we'd be in trouble. Do you understand that? I have a fear of the Lord on my life. I have to stand before Jesus someday. That's why I tell people often, test what I say, know the word of God, get a pulse on what he's doing, not just in America, but globally. Like we have to have an awareness of these things because there's apostolic people. There are, and I may, I may be apostolic over this house or, or over certain, I may be pastoral over this house, but that doesn't mean I have a national thing. Does that make sense? So different people have different callings, and we need to be aware of that, and we need to test them just like we would test the person who has the mic here right. against the word of the Lord. However, you can become like the over-tester, and you're like, everything's shady, no one's trustworthy, I'm the only ones, you're probably going cuckoo. You need help, yeah. And so we, we're connected to the body, but this is just a small, like, we're a like a thumbnail. But it's important, what we're doing and what we're called to do. So um, Christ gave the gifts so we'd be equipped. Jesus, he's the apostle of apostles, prophet of prophets. He's the evangelist of evangelists, the teacher of teachers. He's the pastor of pastors. He He was that in fullness. But the scripture tells us when he ascended on high, he broke down his fullness into these five giftings to lead the church. He carried all of them but in, even in his broken body, it's another way to just be undone by his broken body. His brokenness, he didn't give it all to one individual. He didn't give it all to one church. He didn't give it all. He broke it apart. The only way we'll reach his fullness is if we work in unity with the entire body of Christ, with Christ as the head. So we need all five of these Christ-given gifts in operation to see the fullness of his church. And so, um, I mean, I people are like, well, where are you at in the spectrum? I don't know. We're on our way, man. We're on the road. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know, what are you? I don't know what I am, to be honest. I pray I'm just a voice crying in the desert. I know, I know what moves my heart, and I know where the anointing is for this house. And so what does that make me? I don't know. I know what God's doing here, people are starting to get hungry for, and we're, we're being enabled to minister to other churches now, which we never had that opportunity. I know, like you, some words that, have, that I've tucked away that I'm like, like, I just feel like I need to believe them, because it's not about me. In the same way that you need to believe some of the words that are spoken over your life, you know the ones that hit you, and they connect with your heart and go, man, this might be too good to be true. I don't know if I can see myself the way he really sees me. And so you press into that prophetic word. Go, Jesus, you are too good to be true. And maybe you're calling me to do something that I can't do. I would say if you can do it, it's not prophetic enough. You know what I mean? Like, if, like oh, this is easy. It's probably not God. That's you. I'm guilty of that. Like I, I aim sometimes targets that I'll hit, instead of ones that I'll look like a fool if I don't. And I think I think Christ is asking us to be a fool for Him. I really do. But we need we need apostolic vision. The, you know, we we need like the apostles would not let the main thing go. They had touched Jesus. They touched him. You know, to to be an apostle, you had to see the resurrected Christ. That that was the order of the you had to see. When they picked Matthias as the as the the twelfth, they said it had to be someone who witnessed the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We need witnesses of the resurrection of the Lord. We need people that are prophetic that hang out in prayer rooms. That they have prayer closets that are thick with the presence. That they're in there all the time. I don't, man, when people come up and tell me they're a prophet or whatever, that means nothing to me. It does, like, show me me your devotion to Jesus. Don't show me your card. Show me your devotion to the Lord. That's what moves me. Because that's what moves him. And so it's incredible because the burning perfect love of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit has been poured out. And I, I really believe the Lord is waiting for the church to fully take hold. I, I, I believe as many, uh, probably as, as you guys do, we're going to come into seasons Where the spiritual gift access that we thought we knew is nothing compared to what God's going to pour out. Where the leadership, where the leader, and and how we're personally led and corporately led, do you realize there's different accesses to the fullness of the Lord? We're not walking yet in the full measure of Jesus Christ. We're not, as a corporate body, doing the greater things yet that we're called to. John 14. We're we're seeing them in part, but we're not seeing the full desire that's in Jesus' bosom as he sits at the right hand of the Father and constantly intercedes over his bride. We are not seeing the fullness that he's longing for yet. But we're cultivating first love and we're stepping out. And so we take the small things and we glorify God through small things. We take weak and feeble prayers, and we realize God's anointing can rest on that. We, we take ourselves and put on the altar and go, God can rest on a man and on a woman. And if he can do this thing, could he do this greater magnitude? Could the, could the voice of the church become the prophetic voice the world is listening to instead of the voice of the media? Could it, could it actually happen? And you start to dream with God like, like Jesus, your desire is that you would be manifest in the church. The full measure of the stature of Jesus Christ would be made known to the nations through his church. They would look at the church and say, that's more beautiful than porn. That's more beautiful than drugs. It's more beautiful than success. It's Jesus. And that's God's longing for us. And that's why we're so intent on being a waiting, longing bride with oil in her lamp that waits upon the beautiful one, Jesus. Because even when we see him in part, we're saying, even in part, you're more beautiful, Jesus. Even this small part that I see of you, you're greater than anything else. And that will increase, and it will grow, and we have to have faith for these things. Because faith will release greater breakthrough in our lives. Amen. Jeff, you can come on up. 1 Peter 4.10, last verse. As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. As each one has a gift. Amen. I, I just, I'm praying for just faith to unlocked today. I know Daniel preached on faith last week, but just faith for yourself to know you're chosen by him. And he wants to manifest his giftings through you to equip the body of Christ. They're not scary. They're delightful. But, you know, it's like, I just want to encourage everyone in the room. Like, let, let this be a place when you hear a word of encouragement from one another. You don't need to be going around correcting everybody. That's not what we're talking about when you get a word of encouragement, a word that strengthens, when you see something on someone that's going to unlock something, step out in faith and just minister to them. You just, all you do is minister the word. Just pray it over and let the Holy Spirit do his his work. Amen. All right, we're going to have our ministry team come and just pray with people. He's unlocking things. Jesus, we love you. We love you, Lord. Thank you for your gifts, Father. I pray even now, Lord, we let just let thanks arise in your heart for the gifts the Father has given to you. Ask the Holy Spirit today to fill you, to possess you To manifest the giftings of heaven through your body, through your tongue. Would you increase faith even today, Jesus? You've given us a measure of faith. We choose to put that complete measure in the person of Jesus Christ. Thank you for your giftings. Thank you for your equipping. Thank you, Lord. We're armed for battle. We're armed to release Jesus. Unlock hearts today, God. Release giftings. I pray for the full measure of the manifestation of the Holy Spirit to be poured out. Pray for the fullness, Lord. Pray for oil in our lamps to be filled today, Jesus. Just restore intimacy. Let the fruit of the Spirit be established, God. Pray for character gifts, maturity, Jesus. Pray you put the fire of God on people's hands and hearts, Lord Jesus, that you would release anointing I'm going to ask you to pay really close attention to what's happening right now what you're hearing what you're feeling what you're sensing if your hands begin to get hot at all if your heart begins to burn if you begin to get any of those manifestations I am asking just go get prayer today I think God wants to release an increase anointing he wants to unlock some people today You need to believe that in Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, you're gifted. Pay attention to the subtle things right now. Listen for His voice. Speak, Lord Jesus. Unlock Unlock hearts, God. Just pay attention. Their response.